Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. I think you can agree with me that life does not come with a map of the territory, nor with an instruction manual. And although there is the collective knowledge, and in these times we also have Mr. Google who knows everything, and if he doesn't know, he will invent it. We are not born with a manual with all the instructions, nor do we travel on a straight line, on a straight highway without bumps in the way. So we can say that we will all experience twists and turns, dangerous curves, and some big bumps or potholes from everyday challenges to traumatic events with a more or less lasting impact. And each curve, each challenge, and each event affects every one of us differently bringing with it a cascade of thoughts, strong emotions, and uncertainty, and the consequent stories that we tell ourselves afterwards. People who adapt well with more or less time to life-changing and stressful situations are called resilient. Psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family, and relationship problems, serious health problems, or financial and work stressors. It means recover from difficult experiences or withstand the blows when obstacles appear in the path of our lives. The concept of resilience has its origin in the world of physics and engineering. It is the property that certain materials have when it comes to returning to the original state after having received an impact or a disturbance. Similar to the elasticity of the rubber bands, we stretch the rubber bands and when we let go, they come back to their original way. It is the ability to respond, absorb and adapt as well as recover from a disruptive event. A resilient structure system community is expected to be able to withstand an extreme event with minimal damage and interruptions in functionality during the event after the event, it should be able to quickly regain its functionality, similar to or even better than the pre-event level. The field of psychology picked up this term to apply it to its study in the, in the 1940s. Norman Garmesi, now a professor emeritus at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis, was one of the first to use this metaphor taken from a real physical phenomenon. And although there have been Recently, many studies on psychosocial and neurobiological factors related to resilience, there's still much to be learned. But what is clear is that it is a muscle that we can exercise or at least improve the conditions for its development and also becoming more resilient not only helps to get through difficult circumstances, but also empowers you to grow and even improve your life along the way. Of course, being resilient does not mean that you do not feel anything. If you don't feel anything, we should talk about other issues like emotional dissociation that can have multiple causes and that we're not talking about in this episode. Being resilient does not mean that you will not experience hardship or distress. People who have suffered great adversity or trauma in their lives commonly experience stress and emotional pain. In fact, 
the road to resilience is likely to involve a lot of emotional swings. While some people are naturally more or less prone to emotional or physical resilience, it can be built with discipline and some practice. When you understand, or rather when you remember that adversity is part of life, you can develop great tenacity and the ability to pick yourself up again and again. There will be hard, sometimes dark, challenging moments in life, and it's not about avoiding them completely, but about understanding how to navigate through the challenging aspects of life by accepting some of its most difficult points. And it's not about being the victim, but rather to see what are the valuable lessons that as a result strengthen us as human beings. And sometimes we won't see it in the moment. It will take us maybe years, but we have to strive for that growth. The key to resilience is to see the ray of light in each scenario so that as a result we can come out stronger and with more resources. It is navigating through the dark and along the way stumbling and falling and finding a lamp, falling again later and finding some batteries, falling again and finding three lighters. Each time it will be easier for you to get up and or you will not fall so easily. So there may be factors that make some people more resistant than others. Resilience is not a personality trait that only some people possess. Rather, resilience involves behaviors, thoughts, actions that anyone can learn and develop. The ability to learn resilience is one reason that research has shown that resilience is ordinary, not extraordinary. And it can seem extraordinary, but with this, what we mean is that it can be learned. An example is the response of many Ukrainians to what is happening in their country. It is devastating what is happening, and you can see them get up again and again and making huge efforts to rebuild their lives every single day. Increasing resilience takes time and intentionality. To increase, practice, and expand your resilience, I'm not going to tell you 10 things to be more resistant. Practice is seven things to improve your resilience because I don't see it that way. There are moments in life in which we can be more resilient and areas in our lives in which we are more resilient because I see more like a balance. On one side, we have positive supports like empowering relationships, savings made, exercise that you've been doing, meditation, your good nutrition. And on the other hand, you have the adversities or negative events, a job loss, a loss of a family member, a financial bump, problems at work. Uh, problems with the family, with some relationships, some stress, poor health. People who demonstrate resilience in response to one form of adversity may not necessarily do so in response to another, such as the muscles of the body. You have to train them all. <laughs> However, when these positive influences operate effectively, they stack the scales, the balance towards the positive side with a positive weight and enables resilience in multiple contexts. It helps you in other areas. So can resilience be taught? Yes. And although many factors determine resilience, such as genetics, early life experiences, luck, uh, some things cannot be changed, but specific skills can be learned to build resilience. 
Learning to cope with manageable threats is critical to building resilience. Not all stress is harmful. There are numerous opportunities in life to experience manageable stress, and these positive stress can promote growth. Over time, we become better able to deal with life's obstacles and difficulties, both physically and mentally. Resilience is built over time. And one of the number one things to do is accept reality. In many cases, we cannot control what happens. Adversity often comes, if, if not always, with an unexpected component that is beyond us. But if we don't face the reality of a situation and avoid it, probably nothing will change and the challenge will still be there. And it is of little use for us to obsess over the why. Why did this happen to me? Why is this happening now? Why, why, why? We must focus on the how and what. What can I do to overcome the challenge? What can I learn from this experience? How can I become better after these? What positive thing, even if it's a small one, can I see about this situation? And four areas to work to tip the balance on the side of the positive support are healthy thinking and emotional well-being, physical well-being, relationships and connections, and the fourth, spirituality, purpose, and meaning. Regarding the first one, healthy thinking and emotional well-being, when building emotional resilience, it is important to identify and understand what you're feeling and why you feel that way. Self-awareness and self-knowledge are key components in building emotional resilience and building so much more of your life. Strong emotions can overwhelm us and immobilize us, and knowing why you're upset can provide valuable information about what triggers you or what needs to change in your life. This also includes working on breaking negative thought cycles, rejecting catastrophe, and seeking advantages when faced with setbacks. Facing fears also help us to be more resilient. By weakening fears that perhaps paralyze us, it is easier to react and act in difficult situations. And I don't like the word facing fears. I prefer to say dispel them and in some cases dancing with your fears, even if they pull us in unexpected directions. Optimism and positive emotions can also make us more resistant to stress. And I love the story that Bear Grylls tells about his quest going to the Everest. He said in the book that I read that he will always bring someone that was optimist to be his companion going up the Everest because there will be hard times and an optimism person will make it so much easier. And of course, the person would have been trained and everything. And an optimist that also has the feet on the ground, but someone who looks at the positive side will make his going up the Everest much more variable and much easier. The other thing that can also help us is positive reframing and acceptance, which we talk about in another episode, the episode where we talk about reframing. Reframing is powerful and we can use it anytime to empower ourselves, to heal ourselves, to move and push ourselves towards our goals, path, purpose, and dreams. Check out that episode. 
This is closely related to what is called psychological flexibility, which makes us more resilient. The second point or the second area to work is the physical well-being. Physical exercise, we all know, is so important and it can be seen as a form of active coping. It has many positive effects on the mood, attenuate stress responses, and is believed to promote neurogenesis. The body has memory, so we have to clear the bad memories out of it so that we are more resilient. Use breathing, the box breathing, for example, inhale, inhale four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. That is so good, not only to work on your focus and concentration, it helps to cope with your stress. Another one that we also talk with the human hood with Julia and Rudy is to shake it. Just jump and shake your body because some of this, the, the tensions, the stress, the blockages that you have in your body will be released. And that's going to help you to be more resilient and to face adversities much better. And also Eden Energy, Donna Eden has amazing exercises to release stress and anxiety. And because this is a podcast and it's an audio, I cannot show you them, but please, she has so many videos on YouTube, on the internet with some of those exercises and those are great also to release stress and help you to go through challenging moments. The other point, the third point, the third area are relationships. Social competence and openness to social support promotes resilience not only in adults but also in children. Mutual cooperation is associated with the activation of reward circuits in the brain. Oxytocin increases the reward value of social ties and reduces fear responses. And on the fourth area, spirituality and purpose, well, a sense of purpose and an internal framework of beliefs about right and wrong are characteristics of resilient individuals. Religious and spiritual beliefs and practices can also facilitate recovery and find meaning after trauma. This resilience that we're talking about can also be found in the story of Holocaust survivor Victor Franklin, described in his book Man's Search for Meaning. Franklin lived in the most horrifying circumstances as a concentration camp inmate, surrounded by death, including the death of his wife, parents, and siblings. He says, to clarify what our purposes are and fight for them. As Franklin himself explained, once we give meaning to life, we not only feel a little better, but we also find the ability to deal with suffering. Victor Franklin taught us the need to transform ourselves when we cannot change the circumstances that surround us. Franklin concluded that even in the most absurd, painful, and dehumanizing situation, life has potential meaning, and that therefore even suffering has meaning, and that there is a choice, the choice in one's action. The experience of life in the camp showed that man has a choice of action. Man can preserve a vestige of spiritual freedom, of mental independence, even in such terrible conditions of psychic and physical stress. And even in the most extreme circumstances, humans have powerful freedom. Everything can be taken from a man except one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any set of circumstances, 
to choose one's own path. Our attitude towards life and towards our own difficulties is, according to Franklin, what determines our ability to face almost anything. Moreover, it's up to us to choose the most appropriate attitude, not to give up, to keep hope and trust that our past does not have to determine our future. Also, resilience does not mean that we have to face it all ourselves or alone. Resilience also means knowing when we need help and seeking it. And I leave you with this quote also of Victor Franklin. The meaning of life is to help others find meaning in theirs. Thank you for this shared time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting tremendous value out of this. Love to hear from you. I always leave all my contact information in the notes. And since many of you are asking how to support this podcast, you can do it at zero cost by subscribing on any or all of the platforms of your choice. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcasts, Deezer. And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and five stars if you think we deserve it. And since many of you want to also support it at another level, we have created a Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash changemaker where you can support this podcast on three levels. I always leave the link in the episode notes where you can always find the way to support us. And this will help us to grow. A huge, huge hug and kisses to you, Changemaker. Maker.